Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk with people who are living lives of purpose and doing amazing things that make a positive impact in our world. We take time to listen to them as they reflect on their life journeys and what has shaped them into who they are today and what motivates them to be involved in what they do. Well, kia ora everyone and welcome along to the show. I'm glad you could join me as we get the chance to speak with Suhila Abdulaziz today and we learn all about her life in Algeria and what it's been like to be an immigrant to New Zealand. We also talk about the shootings in Christchurch in 2019 and the impact of those on the Muslim community here in Christchurch. Well, I know you're going to enjoy this interview, and if you do, you might want to check out the more than 160 in the back catalog as well. There's also a website at theseeds.nz, and there's a newsletter there, there's a Twitter account, a Facebook account, an Instagram account, all the different ways that you can connect with Seeds. Now let's get straight into this conversation. So it's a real pleasure to welcome Suhila Abdelaziz to the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. It's great yeah. to have you here. And we're recording this on a Friday afternoon. Okay. So I kind of feel like the weekend is almost here. Okay. So I'm feeling relaxed. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And what right. I do with Seeds Podcast, um, and you know this because you came to a session about how to do a podcast, right? Yeah. Um, what I try to do is go back in people's lives and mm. kind of trace their story and where they're from. Okay. And then talk a little bit about what they're doing today. I'm really keen to understand your background. My story. Um, your story, <laughs> yeah. So if we could go right back to the beginning and just tell okay. us a little bit about where you were born and sort of early okay. years. and yeah. Uh, I was born in Algeria, Okay. actually, in a small town in Algeria. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I grew up there and uh, I was so much into, uh, you know, I'll go directly up to, you know, talking about what I, you know, I was keen doing and that what I wanted. Yeah. I was so much into psychology and into journalism and writing and right. poetry. So, yeah, yeah I grew up. Right from an early age. Very was, early age. Yeah. yeah. So just before we get into that, can you describe Algeria for me? Because I've never been there. And I don't know very much. <laughs> so were Algeria, you in a town yeah. or, or a Algeria city? Is, or? Algeria is a big like country, like mm-hmm. a continent in mm-hmm. North Africa, actually, mm-hmm. on the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Europe mm-hmm. on the top and we have, you know, we are part of the Middle East, mm-hmm. but we are part of Africa as well. So it's like a doorway on three continents at wow. the same time. So, so lots of influences exactly. from many... There's this diversity, you know, uh-huh. cultural diversity, linguistic diversity, you know, a yeah. lot of stuff going on. So yeah, yeah I grew so up So how many people would live in the country? It's 40 million. Okay. Yeah. So, so compared to New Zealand, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> big. <laughs> Even if you go geographically, actually, it's very well situated in the north. Okay. And it's very, very big, actually. And the whole population is, you know, uh-huh. situated more into the north rather than into the, the desert in the south. Okay. You know, right. So, yeah. Yeah. So is it a main city that you were growing up in? or No, it's it like 200 kilometers from the capital, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh. But when I went to university, I went to the capital. Then I got married and lived in the capital. So, yeah. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So just describe where you were as a child then, like um, 200 kilometers away from the capital city. Yeah. Like compared to Christchurch, was it a big city or a small city or? Smaller than Christchurch. Okay. Way smaller, actually. Yeah. 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 But we used to travel a lot, actually. Mm. My uh, my dad was in the military, so we used to travel a lot, you know, all, okay. you know, all because around. Because he had so. postings in different exactly, places? Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah. I was used to traveling. That's why coming to New Zealand is not like a big change for me. You know? yeah. yeah, right. Traveling, moving around is, yeah. And I loved it, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what? tell me a little bit about the culture of Ad- Algeria, then. It sounds like there is these influences from Middle yeah. East, Africa, Europe. Like, it's kind of... 
There's a lot going on there. Yes. Right? <laughs> in Algeria, we all speak, you know, French by default, okay. you know, because the French were there for so many years, actually, 130 years. Right. So we have Arabic, the mother language, and mm-hmm. French, and English on top of that, actually. So, right. yeah. So English is because of my studies. I, you know, I went to the univers- university, interpretation and translation, you know, and, you know, that's why I speak English better. Right. And I worked, you know, in a multinational, you know, that's why English is, you know, uh, I speak in, but French and Arabic mainly are very, you know, well spoken in Algeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were a child, were you learning all three of those languages or... French and Arabic are mandatory, you know, but when you go to middle school, intermediate school, you start learning English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yes. And and culturally, as a, I'm asking all these questions because I've never been there and I don't know very much about it. So, um, (laughs) but culturally, like, you know, it sounds like the French language was quite a big influence, but Mm. um, culturally, is that quite strong as well? Yeah, it is actually. Okay. We feel that European, you know, culture is very, very present in Algeria, mm-hmm. you know, we have our, you know, Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. you know, uh, culture, but we do have a lot of European influence on the culture as well when mm-hmm. it comes to food and to the way of dressing, thinking, things like that. Yeah. So it's like both. And of course, the African component of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you feel like Europe, Africa and Asia all, you know, melting in one pot, which yeah. is Algeria. Which yeah. is very interesting. That yeah. Is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So growing up in that environment, um, I guess was there any one dominant culture? Okay. <laughs> or or is it really the mixing no, pot where everyone feel, Yeah, it was yeah, you feel just it's that's it, that's one culture. But yeah. when you start growing up and tracking it down, you feel that it was a mixture of all of this. It's a mosaic of all of those, you know, cultures involved together. Yeah. But it is one for us. It's yeah, the way who we are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, makes sense. Yes. And did you have <laughs> brothers and sisters? Or? Yes, I am the second in family of, you know, six, three uh-huh. brothers and three six, sisters. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, quite, quite big family. Or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the average size in Australia. Is so, it? yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. And um, you said that you kind of got into interpreting and yeah. different things. So was words and writing and reading, that was a big part of your childhood? Or? Yeah, reading a lot. I was reading nonstop. I, I was so fond of books and of this, you know, uh, imaginative word. And, you know, so I was reading nonstop and I was enjoying it very, very much, actually. Mm being able to travel to different dimensions and words without really traveling, actually. So it was very fascinating, you know, to me. And then, you know, psychology, because it was, I was always amazed about, you know, the human being and how we are functioning and how we are navigating the word and the mind-body connection and all of this stuff. Sure. Yeah. And of course, poetry and writing, it's a byproduct of, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I ended up not doing, no, you know, I did none of those actually <laughs> things moving forward. Yeah. I opted for studying translation and, you know, interpretation in the university, you know. And then I started working for Ericsson mm-hmm. International, you know, as in logistics, actually. Then I transitioned to being a change agent, change and improvement manager, you okay. know. And then, you know, f- from that point, you know, from that place, you know, making changes in people's life, you know, was born actually. And I started, ha- you know, having this idea about helping mm. people, you know, changing, making changes and, you know, into their lives. I see. Yeah. yeah. So just take us back to the studying, you know, interpreting and yeah. and doing that. Like what made you want to do that? 
it was a disappointment for me actually because I wanted to go to psychology, you know, or uh-huh. journalism. Journalism and psychology, that's where my first, you know, top choices. But because, you know, at the time they were not well, you know, you know, how to say it in the university interpretation and translation was, you know, best positions compared to these two. So I I listened to, you know, to the advice of, you know, some people and I went, you know, to this university. This would be a good career for you. You should yeah, do exactly, this. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. You will be having a better future doing this rather than these two, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm. So rather than following your natural inclination definitely took on the advice and then i love languages you know since the beginning since my childhood i had this inclination towards you know languages and you know dialects Mm -hmm. i grasp them easily and quickly Mm -hmm. but still psychology and journalism were my top you know Mm -hmm. top top two desires i wanted to actually go there but yeah it didn't happen at the time but not at the beginning but at least you've been able to come back to psychology yeah definitely that's good yeah so um so how many languages would you speak or three languages arabic french and english Mm -hmm. yeah and then there's dialects within yeah definitely in algeria yeah it's a big country so there are little dialects and even in the arab world there are different you know dialects which are different than the algerian the algerian dialect is very interesting it's a mixture of arabic and french so it's very very tricky for other Mm. even arab countries to understand it Ah, (laughs) so you end up learning exactly so you end up actually it's easier for you to speak the dialect of this very country actually even if it's you know arab uh, uh, an arabic country rather than speaking your own dialect because it's they won't understand you uh, yeah interesting <laughs> yeah yeah. Yes. yeah that must be fascinating because uh, dialects they're they're their own thing aren't they yeah like, they a region are. can have its Definitely. own way of speaking yes and, yeah yeah oh that's good okay. so you get through um university and and yeah. you've started um study uh, working and we're here in New Zealand. So did you know anything about New Zealand in that, at, this at that stage. time? Or? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all, actually. Yeah. yeah mm. no. But did you want to leave at some point and yeah. travel? Or? Yeah, yeah. Traveling was always, you know, a desire of mine mm-hmm. since I was little, actually, traveling, seeing the world. It's part, because when you are reading a lot of books, actually, you want to physically go and visit those places you are reading about. So, right. yeah, yeah, for me, it was definitely something I will be doing growing up. Up, yeah, mm. and I ended up doing it. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Did, what did you know about, I guess, the West? Then you know, like, in terms of America or England or New Zealand yeah. and things, it was all from books and TVs yeah, and movies. And it's this word different than from ours, but mm. there is plenty of room for involvement. And you know, it's like because at this stage I knew that from the surface we might be different but you know deep down we are all similar in a way or Mm. another we are all human beings Mm. and I had this inclination for psychology so I could easily grasp that and Mm. I was very intuitive so yeah I wanted definitely to go there just to prove this point that we are all similar despite our differences Mm -hmm. skin colors religion language Mm -hmm. culture background whatever Mm -hmm. yeah we are all similar at the end of the day Mm -hmm. because we are all humans actually designed the same way having the same needs the same desires yeah. Mm. Ah, interesting. Yes. So you ended up working there in Algeria for a number of years? Or? Yes, 15 plus years. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I joined Ericsson. Mm-hmm. You know, I started working in logistics as a logistic manager, actually. Completely, something completely actually different mm-hmm. from what 
I studied or I wanted to do, but mm. it was available to me. So I said, why not? Actually, it gave me the opportunity to learn, to evolve, to actually enter the business world, to travel a lot because mm. Ericsson is a Swedish company. So, you know, and they are, they are heavily present all over Europe. So I was right. traveling, you know, all so over you Europe, to exactly. Europe, yeah. Spain, Italy, Netherlands, Sweden, you know, even in the Middle East, actually, and mm. Egypt. Yeah. I was traveling mm. a lot. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. Just talk us through how you ended up here in New Zealand. My husband got a contract, actually. He's mm -hmm. an electrical engineer. Uh -huh. He worked for Tetrapak, Algeria, uh -huh. which is, you know, funny. It's, it's very funny. It's a Swedish company as well. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, they offered, this, they offered him this opportunity to actually join, you know, Tetrapak, New Zealand. And, yeah, mm. we said, why not? Yeah. Hmm. Let's see <laughs> what and, will happen. And yeah. what did you know about New Zealand before that? Nothing at all, actually. My husband thought that <laughs> New Zealand is Iceland, actually. It's part of Europe, <laughs> north right. of Europe. Right. And when we start researching, we found that it's, you know, it's the beginning of the world. It's down there. <laughs> I don't want to call it the end of the world because it's not actually. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I like the way you phrased that. Yeah. yeah. But it's not um, next to Iceland. No, not Europe. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so, so it was a challenging decision, actually. It's very far from where we live and yeah. we have very strong family bonds, actually. Right. So leaving everything behind. And we were both successful in what we were doing and yeah. we were stable financially. Mm -hmm. Taking this, you know, bold decision and, you know, moving and starting over in different place with our family. Mm -hmm. So it was a very challenging decision, but we... We like to do challenging things. Mm. <laughs> so how did you make that decision? Was there a point when you looked at each other and said, yes, we're going to do For me, it. yeah, I was pushing for it mm. since quite some time, actually. We want to, to go to Canada. Okay. And we were considering, you know, moving forward with our lives and, you know, experiencing something different, you know. And uh, actually, yeah. And for me, I was not fulfilled. I was successful happy but I was not completely fulfilled because I didn't honor the desires I have within me actually mm. the, the desire for writing the desire for you know helping and you know so there, there was this life purpose you know component missing mm. from my life so mm -hmm. I was seeking it actually that's why we wanted to move and consider something different yeah that yeah. makes sense so yes. what year was this was it recently it or? was one year and a half ago Okay. Yeah. Oh, quite was, recent. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite recent, 2018, yeah. April 2018. Right. Yeah. And the factory or something was based here in Christchurch? Yes. Is that how you ended yeah. up here? Yeah. What was your experience as a new immigrant coming to yeah. New Zealand, yeah. you know, in, in a different culture, different place, very different to Algeria? For us coming here, we researched it a lot, actually. Yeah. And for us, it was a peaceful heaven, actually, the mm -hmm. beauty of New Zealand and the peacefulness and, you know, how loving the people are here and all of this. It was, you know, too good to be true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then that's why it helped us make the decision, you know, quickly. Mm. But coming here, it was like, beautiful <laughs> everything was beautiful mm. till march 15 actually mm -hmm. actually when this happened it was like it happened almost one year after our arrival okay. you know the family back in algeria they used to ask us how is it there we always used to say it's very safe it's very secure it's yeah. peace of heaven it's paradise you right. should all Nothing come here, here. <laughs> yeah, sure. and then boom the shootings yeah and they were scared to death we were scared to death yeah. the whole community were scared to death yeah. actually because yeah, yeah it's out of the blue we're not prepared actually mm. for it and then yeah 
Yeah, well, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. But before yeah. we do that, um, so the the arrival, you know, a year and a half ago, mm. it was really that smooth and it, was the, very it smooth. wasn't that Because difficult. we wanted it, actually. Okay. So all the challenges, actually, we could, yeah, manage them. You yeah. know, the paperwork, the waiting, you know, because I stopped working for Ericsson a year before when we started the whole process, actually. So, yeah, it was a very long process. You yeah. know, immigration is a very long process. Mm. And preparing the kids we have three boys oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah so preparing the kids preparing the family it was very very actually difficult <laughs> that was a big part yeah. of it especially it if it's a big family and it they're is close. yeah we are very you know very close to each other so yeah yeah, yeah it, they couldn't actually understand it why you're leaving you're you're doing okay while you're leaving i see yeah, yeah. so yeah. but for us it was beyond that yeah but mm. we'll get that a bit later yeah, yeah. Mm. oh that'd be good yeah um with the boys had they been learning english beforehand or yeah was they it? were in a private school oh, okay because we had always this idea about traveling and you know in our yeah. minds so they were in a private school where english is you know mm-hmm. taught at a very early stage so okay. they were speaking english so no yeah. problem because that would have been a big thing yeah. i imagine like yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, arrive yeah. with children it helped us tremendously actually yeah. the fact that we are speaking english integrating in the new zealand society it helped yeah. us tremendously yeah 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 i think with sarah she said that she didn't speak english when I she know, arrived I so know. it was like a so it was a big hinder for our big challenge yeah, yes yeah yeah. Mm. yeah she described sometimes she couldn't express in herself class. Yeah. yeah and mm. if someone you said feel isolated and, actually when you don't yeah. speak the language you feel this yeah. barrier actually so yeah. you cannot integrate yeah but when you are when you have the language, it's easy actually mm. to break boundaries. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it probably challenges people's preconceptions as well. Yeah. If you mm. can speak, then exactly we can yeah, communicate. Yeah, and actually, yeah, they are very curious. Yeah, how yeah. come you speak English? That's the first question everybody is asking me. Right. How you come from Algeria and you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then you end up telling them the story and they understand. Yeah, yeah. I see. Mm. Interesting. Yes. So um, is there anything else that you wanted to say about leaving Algeria and the decision to, to come here? For me, here? it was a new chapter. You yeah. know, very, I was very excited. I was yeah. the most excited among all of them. <laughs> yeah. Despite the heartbreak and the family behind. And, sure. you know, you know, it was not easy, the emotional side of it. Yeah. But it was... Because this was your chance to do something different exactly. as well, Exactly. Right? For me, it was a new chapter a new new opportunity to honor my desires to do something out of my life to do you know to create something yeah yeah well that's good yeah so um talk us through i guess after you've arrived and you're um yeah what's what's it like in terms of leaving that family behind and then setting up a new identity here Mm -hmm. because i'm always curious about what's home yeah and what is your identity yeah. And and for me anyway, I've moved to I've lived in six different countries, mm. and each time when I've arrived in a new country, I've often thought, well, no one knows me here. Yeah. It's completely blank you slate. Start from and you scratch. can yeah, yeah, you can start from scratch, and mm. you can kind of leave behind the parts of you that you were never happy about, <laughs> mm. and reinvent yeah. because people are meeting you for the first time, yeah. and they don't know the past history. Yes, yeah. But I, the way I see it, Stephen, is that you know. You know, the meaning you give it to think and from which perspective you are looking at it is a game changer, actually. If you see that it's hard and, you know, immigrating and integrating and it's a lot of work and energy and energy draining and things, it will be like that. But if you see it new new 
opportunity and you know a new perspective and a mm. new chance to build something new and so it, it will be rewarding for you and it will be providing you with the energy you want to mm. carry on so mm. for us it's the other way around actually that's yeah. why we decided to look at it and that's how, how yeah. we are living it actually so that's about the attitude exactly that, that you're bringing definitely to. and that of course that's translatable to anything yeah. right yeah, exactly. like your job and definitely your relationships. it's a way of living it's a lifestyle yeah mm. The way you see it, the meaning you give it to it, determines how you are thinking, feeling, acting about it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what sort of things have you gotten involved in? I mean, with three boys, it must be busy yeah. just being mum. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. What else have you been doing? Actually, I started getting, you know, to know you know, the city and what's the potential of the city first. Mm. And, but when I came, I had to start, you know, I had to make a decision, actually, as I told you, continuing into, you know, doing into the corporate world, having mm. a job mm. or doing something that I love, you know, uh, you know, and uh, building my own business. And I started thinking about life coaching because it was there in the back of my mind for so so long so i said it is my time actually right. to honor this desire and this you know uh, yeah and do something out of it rather than getting back to the corporate job and forget about it for another mm -hmm. <laughs> two decades or so mm -hmm. so and that's exactly what i did actually i started studying life coaching holistic transformational life coaching actually online from you know it was uh, an institute in you know um Australia. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of studying involved, a lot of, you know, practice, a lot of, you know, reading a lot uh, as well, you know, and uh, practicing. I started coaching. I started speaking into events. I, I started, you know, getting in contact with, you know, in touch with the, the Muslim community here in, in Christchurch. But I see myself as a universal being. It's not that I am a Muslim here in Christchurch, that I need to just work with Muslims. Definitely that where I w will be working. Mm -hmm. But it's my message is for a wider community, actually. So I am for, you know, integrating and coexisting with other cultures, backgrounds, religions, you mm -hmm. know, languages. I love that. I thrive doing that mm -hmm. so definitely I, I volunteered as well at the cancer society you know I helped them with a lot of change projects they were undergoing at the time and I delivered a lot of workshops and talks you know motivating talks you know life and death resilience and you mm -hmm. name it you know helping people there mm -hmm. so yeah and then March 15th happened mm -hmm. and you know the community of course you know you 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 the desire is to be there for the community and mm. to help and support. But we were all, you know, in a state of shock, actually. We didn't know what to do or what mm. to say or what. So yeah. definitely it was managing myself first so I can manage the others, actually, and help yeah. the others, helping myself first and then processing what happened and, mm. you know, transcending it. Actually. Yeah. But we, what happened is that we traveled right after that to Algeria mm -hmm. for a few weeks, actually. So it helped us, you know, process it very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back, I started, you know, getting heavily involved with the community and, you know, starting creating workshops and delivering them and helping around. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, right. And had you known some of the people involved at the two mosques? Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that's the mosque small, we go to. It's a small, tight-knit community, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. So, we yeah. meet at events and yeah. we meet, yeah. So, and that's the mosque we go, actually, and pray on a weekly basis. But that Friday, we're not there because my husband was working and I had other 
you know, uh, appointment. Mm. So mm. we didn't, we, it happened that we were not there that Friday, I but see. it could have been us. It could have uh, easily been. Yeah, 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 easily. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. So um, in terms of, I guess, let's, let's just talk about it, you know, that, that an event like that happens. Yeah. What have you seen in terms of the, the repercussions Sometimes you just be there. You you, you you cannot have the right words, actually. Mm. You cannot console them, actually. It is very, very hard. It's yeah. terrible what happened. Losing dear ones, actually, like that. You, mm. you are with them in the morning, talking to them, you know, planning, doing stuff, and mm. then they are gone, mm. actually. It's, it's something very, very difficult to process. So just holding space for them, being around them, mm-hmm. you know, and letting them process that. Because... As a life coach, it's the life coach speaking now. You know, people, they they are afraid, they are scared of pain, you know, so they are rejecting it or, you know, avoiding it, you know. But I am all for processing pain, being with it, actually allowing it, you know. So just being there around them, you know, in silence, letting them process the pain, just live the pain, let mm. them, you know, let the pain, pain overwhelm. Because we were all in pain, mm. you know, those you know, weeks, first weeks after mm. March 15. Mm. Yeah. So just, so just being. Yeah. Just being there for mm. them, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because we were all in the same boat. We couldn't process it easily. We couldn't understand it. We couldn't grasp it, you know. Mm. And we felt that our basic needs were not, we lost, you know, the basic, you know, needs. We have se- the, the need for security, the need for love, the need for belonging to society, mm. you know. So we just lost them in, you know, in heartbeat. So mm. we wanted to understand what's, what happened and what will happen, you know. So it's like a pain and the fear, the mm. pain from, you know, the, the sadness of, you know, the past, what happened, you know, the shooting itself. And then the fear of what's coming, you know, what's mm. our future here in New Zealand? Are we targeted? Are we attacked? Are we, you know, and this is triggering as a life coach. I understand this dynamic. It's triggering a lot of, you know, wounds, you know, mm. from from the past and from the childhood. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not loved. Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe all of these things come to the surface. Mm. So, and you need to deal w- with all of it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what have you seen? You know, as a first-hand mm. participant in this community, what have yeah. you seen in terms of sort of the positive things that have come out that maybe we wouldn't have been able to predict? The love of the New Zealanders, of the people of Christchurch, that was amazing. That was healing beyond measure, actually. Mm-hmm. Seeing that and, you know, the people, the love of the people, the support of the people was amazing. It helped us tremendously, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the whole process, the mm-hmm. healing process, the healing journey, and even processing the thing, uh, what happened. So mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. And it gave us, you know, hope. Mm-hmm. Because we were afraid of the future and what will happen. And now it, it gave up hope that with all this, you know, big love, we have a place here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm. that's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what sort of things are you involved in? Um, talk us through what is what is being a life coach mean for you? <laughs> Uh, I am a holistic transformation life coach, but my niche is empowerment. So I am an empowerment life coach and okay. it's all about making people believe in themselves and in their potential and what they can create in this lifetime space reality, making them understand that being great and having an extraordinary life is not optional. It is a must. And we need to dig, you know, 
uh, up in this unlimited potential and create something out of it. Mm-hmm. Because we come from, you know, a society where, uh, and it's everywhere actually, where actually we had a lot of truths were have been hidden and a lot of misconceptions have been taught to us, you mm-hmm. know. So like correcting those misconceptions and, you know, so we can navigate life mm. from, you know, feeling powerful rather than feeling powerless. So mm. that's my work and what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look around the world, like you probably were seeing other people who do this. Yeah. Is there some examples of people that you think do it really well? There are plenty of people who are doing it mm. very, very well, actually. Mm. You know, life coaching is a th- is like um, a practice that is uh, i think it's getting more and more um present into our lives mm. it's it's like getting you know f- a coach when you go to the gym and you get a j- coach to get your you know a f- physically fit it's mm. the same getting a life coach to get mentally and emotionally fit to pursue your desires and create and move to a different you know to a higher version of yourself mm. so for me there are plenty of people doing it very very you know in a very good way and mm. uh, you know I thank them from this, you know, space, yeah, mm. for the work they are doing, because that's what the humanity needs in this, you know, time of its existence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And would you mainly work with individuals or do sort of group speaking? Or? I do one-on-one and I, I do group, you know, coaching or workshops or speaking as well. So mm-hmm. it depends. But I think the best use of my, you know, ability and my talent is when I do group coaching or mm-hmm. group talks. So you tackle, you, you work with many people at the same time rather than doing it, them one-on-one. But I do one-on-one as well, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And you did come to this thing that I did about podcasts, Podcasting. how to create a podcast, yes. I think I called it. How had you found out about it or what brought you to that? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm very, you know, I, I go to events a lot, actually, mm-hmm. around Christchurch. It's part of the integration process and yeah. part of learning, because I learn a lot, actually, from different people. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are, like, content creator, like yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to learn from what you're doing and what you're offering and what uh, y- the contribution you're making. And uh, I respect a lot what you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's beautiful what you do, you know, interviewing people who are, making a difference or inspiring uh, inspiring others so it's mm-hmm. beautiful they can it's, it's like they can act like role models for other mm-hmm. you know and everything is about thinking and the way you think mm-hmm. so it's like you plant seeds into people's minds you know about how to be extraordinary so if these people like did it you so you can you actually you can do that you yeah. can be extraordinary you can inspire you can take your life to the next level mm. so yeah that's why cool. that's why i founded the metamorphosis path academy it's an online academy where i can take people who okay. are disappointed frustrated not not feeling good or not feeling fulfilled mm. so we can go through the change process or the healing process and we move actually to something more fulfilling for them in this particular scenario you know what i do is actually i it's all about self-awareness, actually. And the two main skills that we have never been taught into schools, actually, mm. about the skill of thinking and the skill of feeling, right. actually. Where 
any change is about you know capturing where you are the mm. Aziz situation and where you want to be actually would like to know exactly where you are right now you know and why you are in this job and why you're not fulfilled right. doing this job actually and what you want to create where you want to move which desire which job you want to have or which life mission which business you want to create ultimately why not so it's 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 because our lives are is the is actually the result of our thinking you know feeling and you know the actions we take and the results we have you mm-hmm. know that's our life so if we know if we are aware that the results we are having now the results you are having you know now they are your creation you created that unconsciously okay mm-hmm. so that's a good news very good news by because you can create something else consciously this time actually so mm-hmm. but The first step is self-awareness and taking ownership of where you are and being very, you know, clear, crystal clear about where you want to be. And then it's change river. And then there are tools and techniques and you know, processes we go through to take you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. In New Zealand, um, there's lots of these braided rivers, you know, yeah. the, 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 the channel changes quite often. Yeah. And I've often thought, In life, sometimes mm. you're going down a certain path or a certain yeah. way, and actually, then a big storm happens or something, you know, and and of yeah. course the river, yes. the river may shift a little bit over. Yeah, we call uh, them challenges or adversities, and we need to be very well equipped as human beings to deal with them because mm. life is not. That's another misconception we need to correct. Actually, life is not hundred percent happiness and roses and daisies. Love is 50-50, positive and fifty percent negative. But because of our education and the way we actually understood life, we thought that we we expect just life to be good or happy or simple or easy or you know. But it's not. So we need to be able to understand that uh, to be grateful when life is actually good and to be resilient when life is bad you know mm. when life is not treating you the way you want it to treat mm. you mm. yeah that's mm. good so yes. what are some tools that people can like the word resilience is used a lot <laughs> yes um for better or worse but mm. uh in your mind what are some tools that help people become and cultivate resilience I think resilience is so when uh, seeing anything coming up into your life uh, and not judging it, actually, just watching, observing it. Mm-hmm. It's neither good or bad. What you think about it, what the story you attach to it, it's what's making it good or bad, actually. So if you know that you are, you can control the meaning, you know, you give to the, you know, events or people or the circumstances happening into your life, you are in control of your life and you can and you are mastering the game of life that's how i call it actually mm. it's all about how you're thinking about it's all about you know managing the mind mm. yeah well that's certainly what's come through in our interview i think yes. it's, it's about the attitude <laughs> yeah, and the approach you take and mm. you know I, i think you give a great example that coming to a new country as a immigrant mm. it's about your attitude and yeah. and that then changes being how open you to change actually rather than because we grew up getting afraid and you know scared from change for changes mm. it's uncomfortable for us and mm. we don't know how to deal with uncomfortable stuff mm. so we reject it and we resist it and we prefer to stay in our comfort zone rather than moving towards change and mm. embracing change but what i'm offering as a life coach you know empowering life is to go towards change embrace change because change is the only constant mm. we always are we are experiencing change and if you don't go towards it and embrace it you 
will be having a small or average life. And that's what you are not, that's not what you are here. That's mm-hmm. not what you are meant to actually in this lifetime space reality. We are meant as species to evolve and thrive and go always to the next level. Mm-hmm. So if we are shrinking and retracting and not honoring our desires and uh, the call to change and to move forward, you know, we are not honoring the truth mm. of who we are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, there's lots of lessons there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, if people want to know more about that side of things, what we'll do is, I presume you've got like a website or something. Yeah, where I have can the ac- my academy, the Metamorphosis Path, actually, which is I have a Facebook page. Okay. And yeah, and uh, yeah, actually, they can contact me there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's definitely cool. And, yeah. um, can I ask you a question as sure. well? They maybe will never have spoken to somebody from Algeria or mm-hmm. from a Muslim country or, yeah. you know, had not have had that experience. Is there any messages that you would give to them? I'm thinking about sort of the typical New Zealander, if yeah. you like. Like, how how can they take steps or, or what should they know about talking with people mm-hmm. from a different context or culture from your perspective as an immigrant? Yeah, I think one of the consequences or the outcomes of March 15, the shootings Mm -hmm. actually, is that the Muslim community is, because of the love she received, she's more open up towards, you know, Mm. uh, the the new, you know, she's more open up and we are willing to share, Mm. you know, who we are and what we are here, you know, what we do and our culture. So if you noticed an attitude change there as well, like people are Yeah, 180%, we are more open, we we go to, rather than, you know, They don't know about us. We don't know about them. Mm-hmm. But it's it's this open attitude, actually, about, okay, if you want to learn more, come and I will show you who I am and what I'm doing and my background and my culture. And uh, sure. yeah, because it's, it's, it is a nice breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened was, that's one, you know, you talked about positive mm-hmm. outcome. That's one of, definitely one of the positive outcomes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. This so, opening, you know, towards each other. Yeah. yeah. So there's a reception from, exactly. from that side. They that, are willing, they are curious to know more about us, yeah. you know, and we are willing to share more of us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. That's good. Well, yes. that's good to know. Because <laughs> I think for some people, it's like, well, I, I don't meet people in the day to day, you know, like mm. it's exactly well, how is how am I going to learn more? Because I understand uh, the mind function in this way. We mm. are scared of what we don't know. Mm. Okay. So people, if they don't know, you know, this repel you. You you scare them. You know, it, it's we are scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So if you get turn the unknown to known, actually, mm-hmm. it will be easier to bridge the gaps and you know build bridges rather than walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. So can I ask you a question about your future? Yes. Um, you know, Algeria is there with lots of. Fi- friends and family yes. and all of that yeah. you're here in New Zealand have you and your husband thought about long term like or you're just taking it year by year like we are here for long term he got mm-hmm. a contract for five years actually mm-hmm. we have the possibility there is a possibility of extension mm-hmm. there is you know of residency why not we love it here I call New Zealand my spiritual country actually right. I, yeah I feel so much in I learned a lot about mm. myself, actually, when coming to New Zealand. I embarked on a new journey, mm-hmm. helping people, you know, honoring my life purpose, doing all of those things, you mm. know. So I feel very in alignment and in harmony with my 
life purpose and what I want to create in this lifetime space I reality. See. And my kids are thriving here. So my husband is doing great in his job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for now, there is no, yeah. It's we're a good just, place yeah, for you. Exactly. It's a good yeah. place for me and my family. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good to hear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the issue that you'll face is the same as me because I have family overseas. Yeah. And that's, it, yeah. It you need to travel. Away, right? yeah. <laughs> for Algeria, it's 27 yeah. hours. Is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. And you need to change three times. Oh, right. <laughs> So it's yeah. a huge project traveling there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or cover? Thank you for yeah. having me, for your yeah. time, for your support, for the work you are doing into the world. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. Well, yeah. thank you for coming on the show. I really oh, appreciate your pleasure. time. And I just love hearing different voices and different journeys. And, and yeah. in your case, exactly. you know, as I said at the start, I don't know very much about Algeria. Yes. So no, yeah. just to hear a little it's snapshot. Traveling, traveling without really traveling. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I never really had thought about the fact that it's kind of like the middle of yeah, a it's a melting of the pot. Africa, Middle East, Europe. Yeah. Like it's the quite cuisine there is there. We cook Spanish, we cook Italian, we cook French, we Bit cook everything. <laughs> huh? Yeah. yeah it's, and it's very fun. It's yeah. very, because it's very, you know, it is it is answering this call for expansion and growth inside right. of us. So it's yeah. beautiful. I guess yeah. countries like that that are kind of crossroads, it, they, they do have that unique they are. dynamic. And I they? feel that I have this universal mindset, actually. I'm mm-hmm. not, yeah, I come from Algeria, but I am open to all mm-hmm. what it is, actually. And I can learn and take whatever is good for me and suitable for me, you mm-hmm. know. So that's why it is, you know, we are hearing constantly evolving and growing because we keep learning and taking and, yeah, and so yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's good. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for You're coming welcome. on Sure. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thank you so much. And yeah, take care. <laughs> no problem. Well, I do hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know for me, there were several things that stood out. In particular, I just loved hearing about another place like Algeria and the transition from there to New Zealand. If you enjoyed this interview, then you might want to check out some of the earlier ones in the back catalog as well, because there's more than 160 there. And there's a website at theseeds.nz. Until next time. Mm-hmm.